Hey everyone, just a little heads up that we do realize that we made a mistake in this episode. We're talking about the Grammys while it's at the Brits that Adele said this. In any case, the Grammys and the Brits went non-binary at the same time. So for us, it doesn't really change anything in our opinion. So we just kept the episode as it is. Hello and welcome to this episode of Unboxing Women where we explore the gender gap in the music and entertainment industry. My name is Micah Rose and with me is my friend Dana Rex and we are here to reveal what really goes on behind the scenes. You can listen to us on our YouTube channel and on your favourite podcast platform. Ah, today. Today, <laughs> the topic today. It's been on our minds for quite a while, hasn't it? Yes, it has. It will be Adele um, and her, you know, her new album slash what, what is she doing? Why is she deciding the things that she's deciding? Mm, and yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty interesting. Um, Adele is a conundrum in a way. To that, you, not to me. To me. I don't see it that way. Yeah. To me, uh that, you know, the songs that she sings really seem to be very different from who she is as a person. Ooh, that's interesting. Yes. Why do you say that? Well, I wonder sometimes if that's why it's so taxing on her to tour and to keep singing them over and over live because she has to use up maybe too much of her energy to get herself into the groove of them. They're always very, um, very emotional and it's mostly about love and it's, you know, there's very, very heavy topics and very emotional songs. And I, I think it's very taxing if it's something that, um, you know, well, if you have had that experience, you always have to kind of, to bring that out on stage and the emotionalness of it, bring that back. You have to tap into that all the time. And on yeah. the other hand, she is so bubbly and talkative and a bit, th well, theatrical in the sense that, I don't know, maybe theatrical is, is the wrong word, but she talks like in her, in her accent, her normal accent. She doesn't like clean up clean up the way she talks in her normal voice mm -hmm. uh, to like a, a, an English standards dialect something you know it's very <laughs> her dialect and it's so it's so wonderful and she's like so spontaneous and I'm just wondering if these songs are not just all so heavy and that that is taxing on her every time she goes live because she 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 had a, a period where she said she wanted she didn't want to tour anymore. It was all too yeah. hard. She had problems with her voice because she was str she was straining it. It was she was very tired. And this is basically what I'm I'm <clears throat> where I think that the problem is energy wise. That is very interesting because like I've said before, um, I find I identify myself as an artist with people, the likes of Adele and Louis Capaldi and stuff who write very deep songs, um, but are actually very bubbly and kind of outgoing and, and carefree most of the time. Um, and I personally have been shying away from the stage as well. So 
maybe you're right. Maybe um, it's because of what you guys sing. It's it's yeah. just very very heavy, and it's you know, very emotional work. It is it, and yeah. I I sometimes when I'm on stage, I sometimes um, don't go back into that depth, and I don't know if that is a detriment to my music. Whether I should all the time be going back into that depth of emotion, because I, I recently uh, filmed a music video where I actually. It took me those two hours that we were kind of filming all the time until we did my solo shots to really kind of work my way into the song and um, to the point where I could then kind of really emotionally connect to it. And that made me cry. You know, I was shaking afterwards. It was so emotional. Um, I can imagine if you actually do that on a daily basis, that is exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, she is very professional. I'm I'm actually, I'm pretty sure she does that just to have the authenticity as well and, and to just do a good job. And it is very taxing. I mean, I've thought of, okay, if I don't see her as being the personality of the songs that she sings, what do I see her as then? And I would say more of kind of an L King. Do you know her? Um She's the one who sang um, X's and the uh oh oh's they help right. me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it's more swearing, more mm -hmm. I am who I am and I do what I want type of stuff, which Adele, mm -hmm. when she's speaking to her audience and, and being basically a stand-up comedian, she is very, you know, like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, she, she tells yeah. people off a lot at at her uh, <laughs> at her concerts for various things. Uh, she speaks mm -hmm. her mind unapologetically. Um, and so I kind of I kind of see her more in that kind of music where maybe maybe yeah i i see her right. i don't know her personally obviously but i would see her more being herself in a song where she can just swear a little bit or or be ironic a little bit or sarcastic a little bit and yeah. that's not the songs that she sings it's interesting maybe she doesn't feel comfortable writing those songs um or maybe she feels comfortable writing them, but doesn't actually sing them herself because she doesn't feel comfortable singing them. I, I don't, don't know. know. It's it's not. It's clearly not in her uh, brand as a singer. But mm. when she's at a concert on stage, she, you don't expect. Let's let me put it the other way around. When you see Adele's brand of basically, you know. Um, singing songs for like a James Bond movie. It's very serious. It's very deep. It's very emotional. And when you see that branding next to who she really is, uh, you know, I, it's, it, it doesn't click for me. It doesn't, it doesn't gel. So interesting because I identify myself with that so much. Well, you don't identify yourself with her talking shit to somebody who's filming in the audience. You identify yourself with the heaviness of her songs. Um, That's yes something and no, else. Though. No, no. I also identify with the way she acts, like because it's the, it's the contradiction for me as well. Ah. It's with, the same with Lewis Capaldi. It's the contradiction between um, writing these heavy songs and writing kind of always sad songs and emotional songs and just kind of that's what seems to come out of you. 
but then in day-to-day life I'm just a happy person and I I I am very frank I tell people when I don't like you stuff that they do and um you know I just I am I've I've actually gotten in trouble with people for being so frank um so it's it's I I really identify with that with that um um, contradiction of being a happy kind of generally positive person but writing songs that just make people depressed yeah I mean that's yeah I, I get that and in, in, indeed yeah that is what I can see and yeah I was just wondering you know if that was why um, in 2017 she said she was going to stop touring after multiple cancellations mm-hmm. you know involving voice problems and she, I mean, she didn't seem like, it didn't seem like something she wanted to do. Um, at the end of like the 25 tour, she had actually put like a handwritten note into all the program booklets at Wembley, which was the last stop saying like touring didn't suit her and that this was probably going to be the last concert ever, you know. And then last mm-hmm. year, she she comes out with a new album and she says she wanted to tour after COVID, but it I think honestly, I think she feels like she owes it to her um, fans. I think it's more of an obligation and less of something that she actually wants to do. I think it's it co- goes back to imposter syndrome as well, um, which we know. Well, she said she feels a lot. You know, you can you can feel it expressed in her songs as well. Um, the new album, at least, it's kind of this um, feeling of. Um, of um, wanting to, you know, acknowledging that she has built so much fame uh, only through her fans and only through them supporting her and even coming every time she takes a long absence, they're back when she comes back. And that is something that everybody has been telling her is not normal and this never happens and she's the absolute exception and she should be so thankful and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, you kind of build that up and you have this pressure where people expect you or really want you to go on tour and you want to make them happy because you feel like that's because you owe them you're only there because of them yeah Yeah. well I I listened to an interview where she was actually asked the question so uh (coughs) she wanted to tour after COVID but still it's not possible right now because they're still booking all the cancellations from before so she's not gonna tour that album actually it does not sit right with her to bring out an album now and then only start touring it in like 2023 you know, I mean, mm-hmm. now as in, well, last end of last year, end of 2021. So she would only be able to book all these venues and stuff in 2023. And that's like a, a, a two year gap. And so that would be weird. So um, she the, the person uh, doing the interview and I will I will put it in the uh, in the show notes also asks her, but you said you wanted to stop touring. So what happened? And she just Let's not forget that she had a baby in the meantime. She has become a mother. So mm-hmm. I think that kind of life event changes the hell out of you. You know, you've you've become responsible. You've made another person. You've become responsible yeah. for this other life. And I think, you know, she, she just seems in a healthier place with herself. Um, I think she says it best herself when she admits that she 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 kind of admits that she used to run away a lot. Um, I'm using air quotes from herself and other problem and her mm-hmm. problems, um, 
and and she's she seems more mature more sure of herself um i think she just by becoming a mother she grew up and stopped making a big deal out of things that aren't that aren't such a big deal and she's just a lot more chill and i think mm-hmm. that that makes that now she's like yeah i can tour cuz now i i don't have to or i will be able to you know manage it emotionally more maybe yeah i mean that's what i think yeah i mean it, this is something only adele can really answer so we're yeah. all speculating yes um but i can imagine it's um she's i mean she went through a lot with her divorce as well so you know she's just kind of had to deal with um well like um, we all do like we all do yeah and that's exactly. why we can relate to her when now she's written a, a whole album about her divorce basically so yeah which is strange because i i i heard back in the day when when it happened that um she had to sign something to not use that as songwriting material but really? um, that must have been a lie because this this album is completely about like all of that so um yeah i don't put know put a stop on you know <laughs> the, the emotional things that she's gone through yeah, are hers to I, use I how know. she wants it's it's uh i don't i don't this was just something that was flying around back then mm. but anyway might have um, been a rumor i mean the, the one of the reasons we wanted to do this episode as well is because it like not just because of Adele touring and 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 all these things but also because she um stated at the grammys recently that she um was proud of being a female artist and the background behind that is that the grammys are now gender neutral so there's no categories for female or male artists it's just best artist um and that like kind of um kicked off a shitstorm which is so incredibly strange because it, people were like oh but you can't do that because this is like gender inclusive and blah 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 and you're like you can still be proud to be a female artist you can proud to be a male artist you can proud to be a non-binary artist or a trans artist or a queer artist or yeah. you know you, you, that that is just something you can be proud of for yourself and i think it is an absolute accomplishment still in this time and day to be a female artist you know it's it's still something that you should be able to be proud of Absolutely. and to be able to state without it being some sort of statement Big deal. <laughs> against um against um equality which it's not no 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 um, and it it's it's weird because that's something that she said is like Adele said okay i'm proud to be a female artist but that she doesn't say that because she wants the grammys to have gender divided um um gender divided categories you know i'm i'm no, sure yeah. that she understands why that those gender gendered categories are gone and that's totally their their you know the grammys choice but besides that i think she does have the right to say i'm very proud of being an artist obviously i'm a female you know cuz yeah well, why do we say female artist but you can see it that she is so why do we have to always make the gender difference 
um, as well. But I think when she uses that gender in her, in what she's saying, she's making a point of that it is still harder for women to yeah. to to get to the point where she has actually gotten to, uh, despite of being a woman, basically. It's it's despite of, you know, and that's why yeah. we sometimes say, yes, we are proud of being a female artist. And they put the 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 accent on that. Um, I mean, that's that's how I see it. Uh, I don't think she had anything against the new categories. It's just, again, you know, how people to choose to interpret it and like, oh, Adele is against the Grammys, basically. You know. Yeah, I think this is something that um, is happening a lot right now. We recently in, in uh, Germany had a scandal with Fridays for Future um, where they um, didn't, um, well, they, they, they had invited a um, female musician to come and then they disinvited her um, a couple of days before the event because she was white and wore dreadlocks. Um, <laughs> and they actually told her in the message... If that, you that decide was the to reason. cut off your dreadlocks before Friday, um, you are welcome to come play. Wait, 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 so, wait, 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 wait. Was this this is an artist you're talking about? Yes, this is an artist. Okay, so even artist. I mean, e let's just be serious. Even if you're not an artist, and I mean, I'm I'm using this as oh, if you're an artist, you're allowed to be white and have dreadlocks. Anybody is allowed to be white and have dreadlocks. You know, anybody's allowed to yeah. have dreadlocks. I, I don't understand. Yeah, right. So so the reason I'm bringing this up is because it's the same kind of deal that um, in a slightly smaller scale, because it was in Germany. I actually know this artist personally, and um, it was so strange that I was told a couple of days after I'd read this post from her explaining what had happened uh, and why she wouldn't be gigging on that Friday, um, that somebody from my university um, um, was like, oh, you, did you hear about that, like, Fridays for Future scandal, um, blah, 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 where they were like, oh, and that woman with Jadrox wasn't allowed to play. And I was like, wait, what? And that shit had gone viral. And um, the reason I'm bringing it up is because I think that the people who... Um, who told her she wasn't allowed to play because of this and that it was cultural appropriation, et cetera, et cetera, um, were not actually black. I don't think they were people of color. Oh, I think it's it about was cultural. So if yes, it's so, about cultural appropriation. I thought we were past that. Like, okay, so you're only allowed to have dreadlocks if you're black. That's well. The that's, thing is, though, right? Uh, it's not even that's not even a thing, really, because dreadlocks were a thing of many different cultures, and not even any, like, not even every black culture or, or tribe had dreadlocks. And then, if they did, a lot of the times, see, I educated myself after this because I was like, wait. Um, and a lot of um, the tribes where dreadlocks were a thing. Um, it, a lot of the times it would be only warriors were allowed to wear dreadlocks and yeah. that would be as soon as they became family men so women oftentimes weren't allowed to wear dreadlocks and as soon as they became became family men and had children and wife um they weren't allowed to wear dreadlocks anymore yeah so this obviously varies greatly from like tribe to tribe from culture to culture um but again it is not something that is only in black culture it has, like, if you don't brush your hair for a month on end, which nobody would have been doing 
like hundreds then of you years get ago, dreadlocks. <laughs> then you get dreadlocks, you know, it's just, that's just hair and how it works. So um, <clears throat> I find it very strange that that is something that is still contentious. Um, but this is what makes me think that it was not people of color because every person of color I've met um, that I've talked to about this and cultural appropriation in general has not really had an issue with it. Okay. Like, yeah. I um, would say that the the way you do your hair, dreadlocks or not, is a way to express, you know, um, how how you're living or how you, you know, what kind of culture you want to uh, be a part of. And I mean this in kind of the music culture way. So you can easily, you know, spot somebody on the street who, for example, would listen to um metal for example Me mm -hmm. metal yeah. rock it you know it you can spot those people cuz they wear they kind of it's a it's a sign on you saying i like that music and i belong to that kind of cultural you know group yeah. uh same yeah. with people who listen to certain you know house music like like i i belong to like the hardcore house like the gabber uh, part it with with the undercut and and the guys uh, have mm -hmm. shaved heads so you can recognize your group but that doesn't mean per se that you're against another group you know you have goth people who you you or punks and, and it's yeah it's, you have a load of different exactly uh, i would say that that belongs to that and that it's not like oh you know white people aren't allowed to have dreadlocks because then they're offending black people in some way. I, I would definitely think that we were all, you know, that we were it's, all above uh, that now. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, um, it's a very um, um, hard topic to talk about. Um, just because, again, I am always aware that I am obviously white and not really knowing what is contentious and what is not. Um, however, again, I have to everybody um, who, who I've talked to um, about this, people of color, um, it has not been an issue. And yeah, they have exactly. even also said, you know, it's, it's, um, it, this is a little bit like we don't really care. Mm. Um, so I don't know if it's a US American thing um, or because I don't, I don't really know that many US Americans. Um, so basically, the, anyway. the, the the channel or the event was trying to be politically correct and yes, say exactly. to this white person, look, yes. we're, we, we might get in trouble if you have dreadlocks because it's exactly. actually not in our culture. Okay. But then, yeah. I mean, we're also mixed right now and the world is has well, gotten it, so it, small you know, and everybody that lives... really doesn't. Yes, yes. I completely agree. But that's, you know, that's kind of besides the point because the point is, is that they decided this because they were afraid right they were afraid and exactly yeah yes. they were afraid and i think yes. it's similar is similar to um the adele uh thing where people went into an uproar uh about that being kind of transphobic or you know um uh, homophobic or whatever but again and, they're afraid um, and because they don't ask questions instead exactly, of yeah. talk talk to the black community around you then talk to the black people who watch your channel then and ask them if they think it's inappropriate you know exactly, why yeah. decide something like oh my god it might be well talk to the actual people that you're doing doing this for like talk to adele and ask her what she meant then you know what i mean 
Yeah, well, then again, you know, there's um, uh, a couple of uh, transgender YouTubers I follow, and um, uh, uh, some of them did um, videos on um, Adele and this comment and being like, well, obviously she's not transphobic and here's why, you know, so it's, it's, it, it just kind of goes like, why are you trying to defend people by attacking other people without actually asking whether that was correct or not mm. in the first place. Yeah. Like it's 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 this whole cancel culture and being overly sensitive to a lot of things um where you react before you actually kind of educate yourself. It's so, the same um, as uh, social media. Everybody has an opinion and they all mm. think they have the right to voice it. Yes, you have the right to voice it, obviously, but we don't need to care about your yeah. opinion. And also, you can still get a shitstorm for your opinion, and you can say, "Oh, but I'm allowed to vo vo do my voice." Yeah, you are, but so are all the people who are commenting exactly. on your video. Yeah, you know. Um, so it's it's kind of um, I think it's it's very interesting where our society is going in that in that respect. But yeah, so that, that sorry if that went into a little bit too far, but it's kind of a similar thing where it 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 was. Um, a suggested slight towards a specific group of um, minority. And um, I think that the people who actually caused this hubbub weren't actually part of that minority. I think it was people yeah. outside being yeah. um, like judge and jury um, without actually knowing what they're talking about. Exactly. Well, I looked it up for the Grammys and uh, Portno, uh, I'm quoting Portno, um, was saying voters who previously chose nine genre fields to cast votes will now vote in up to 20 categories. So there are more categories actually in the genre oh. fields, plus like the four general ones which is best music video, best artist, or best new artist, mm -hmm. like the big, the big ones. So Portno said that the goal is to have more knowledgeable and focused voting than, you know, so that, that I think it's interesting. They were nine genre fields and now there are 20. Um, yeah. So it, it, it made it, it I, th I think that's better. Um, yeah. And also the committee reported that they were concerned with consistently low numbers of entries in like the Hawaiian and Native American or Zydeco. I don't really know oh, no idea what, what that genre is. that is. Or Cayun <coughs> categories. Oh, wait, Zydeco. Yeah, Zydeco. No, it's, it's a spe specific um, type of music. Um, I have to look that up because I, I don't know about that. So I want to know. I more. just know it from Gilmore Girls. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> And so all of which have been introduced in the 21st century. So mm -hmm. I think it's interesting that they're saying we need to change our categories because we don't have enough entries for Hawaiian, Native American and uh, Zydeco. Look, let, let's go back to the Grammy Awards episode that we discussed in the last season, season mm -hmm. three, uh, where we actually made people aware that the Grammys is not for everybody. If you have a hit um, in a country or in the world, it, that doesn't mean that you are eligible for a Grammy to be uh, nominated or win a Grammy. You need to be a member of the Grammy club, right? It's a yeah. club and you need to be a member. It's so, like the Oscars. It's like the Oscars. So 
when they're saying the committee reported that they're they're concerned about you know and i'm making this a very ironic voice because the low number of entries in hawaiian native american zydeco or cayun categories my immediate reaction is well then you don't have enough members to do entries for those you know that don't don't bitch about having oh <clears throat> low numbers of entries then maybe expand your membership a little bit maybe take a yeah. good look at the entry process then because i'm mm-hmm. sure that there's still a majority of straight white males in your membership pool maybe you should yeah. try and get more hawaiian and native american and zydeco and kayun people then you know that that ah oh, that really struck me and i'm like ah that's not the way to to do it yes of course change categories but is that really the way you're gonna get more entries no you need more members who are more diverse exactly yeah you need to kind of open up the system yes and break down the way that it's been because obviously the way that it's working now isn't very diverse so you need to kind of it's not change the the system and so what you're doing now is basically give justin bieber the chance to not only win the male categories but also the ones that usually were reserved for female you know females so now he can win like in every category basically that's basically what you're doing you're giving the people who were already winning chance to win Oh, like just across the board that I've I'm not sure I'm not sure Mm -hmm. I'm I see it I mean to be totally fair to everybody who's listening I have not watched the recent Grammys where it was like the first time that they did the new categories I just didn't have time I you know and I I did hear that there were a lot of women who had won you know it was there was Megan Thee Stallion and all these uh, there were a lot of uh, female rappers who won in a lot of categories which is great but I just I haven't seen it at work so I I I'm not sure, you know, it, how far I can go to comment on it yet. Uh, so, yeah, I think we should definitely have a yeah, look at how it went. I think we need to have a look at it next year, maybe. We <laughs> should follow it and then do a follow-up episode. I think that's yeah. definitely fair to to the Grammys because um, we're not here to just diss the Grammys. But it's, you know, I, I just thought that was a very interesting quote that they were saying, mm-hmm. you know, we don't have enough yeah. entries. And that's why we're changing our main categories to non-gender. It's not, it it's doesn't not make a very, sense. Um, no, it doesn't make sense. It's not a very logical step mm. <clears throat> when considering that the problem is actually that you cannot become a member very easily. Yeah. So, yeah. And I went to look at the membership page because I thought, well, maybe they've changed the way you can enter. And it's it's very wishy-washy. It's not very clear on what you really need to submit because you need to make a case for yourself. But then it doesn't really say what you need to put in that case. And you still need a referral from a member. So that's all for today. Thank you for tuning into Unboxing Women. And if you've ever had an experience that you want to share with us, send us a DM or tag us in your post with the hashtag suchabitch. Or send us an email on suchabitch at unboxingwomen.com. Don't forget to drop us a like on Instagram or wherever you're listening to us. And my name is Dana Rex and I've been chatting with Micah Rose. Tune in to another episode of Unboxing Women next week. See you then. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.